today on the Tearsheet Podcast. And then the third thing is uh, in terms of building like more and more products and technology that, that help them operate their business better. And that's the ethos that we started from when we built team cards and team accounts. Um, it's really operational, um, operational tools that sit within the finance function to help companies operate more effectively and more efficiently. Um, and we think more and more the lines between finance and operations will become blurred. Welcome to the Tearsheet Podcast. I'm Zach Miller. Between startup challenger banks and digital arms of incumbent banks, small businesses still struggle to get services. Startups as clients are particularly challenged given the particular needs around cash management. Today's guest is Everett Cook, co-founder and CEO at Rowe Business Banking. As a hedge fund analyst, he saw an opportunity to change the way businesses interacted with banks. Rowe targets venture-backed startup clients that fall between the cracks at the Chases and Wells and firms like Silicon Valley Bank. With $1 million to $30 million in revenue, these companies are too big and complex to operate out of a general checking account but not big enough to warrant attention at the big banks. Everett discusses his firm's recent launch of Team Cards and Team Accounts, which offers managers at startups deep insights and analytics into their business performance by seeing a snapshot of their team's performance on a cash flow basis in real time inside their bank accounts. We discuss the challenges in banking high-growth companies and where Roe is headed. Everett Cook is my guest today on the Tearsheet Podcast. My name is Everett Cook. I'm CEO and co-founder of Roe Business Banking. And before we get into row, how did you end up here? So I started out in finance. Actually, before that, I started out uh, working for uh, Mayor Mike Bloomberg in high school and college, um, and then spent about 10 years in, in finance. Uh, during that period, I saw a lot of the changes happening in capital markets. Um, a lot of the people in my sort of circle and, and area um, like became fintech and entrepreneurs. Um, and I realized there was like a large opportunity to change in the financial services overall. We're going through a generational transformation. Um, so uh, I teamed up with my partner, Alex, um, who came from a technology and product background. And we started Row about a year and a half ago. And why start a new business bank? Yeah, so we saw like a lot of the a lot of the change and transformation that was happening at the capital markets level. Um, you know, we're much better uh, as a sort of society at uh, pricing and understanding risk, um, at uh, building financial products. Um, but a lot of that had had yet to really impact the end users um, uh, that are actually like um, accessing capital markets and accessing. Uh, their bank, uh, which is like where ultimately where all of um, everything flows into. So from our perspective, like the place that needed the most change and the place where we could have the largest impact uh, was in business banking. Um, it's an incredibly large part of the economy. It's an incredibly large part of the financial system. Uh, and it's a universally uh, disliked user experience. Um, so both from like finance background and just from a personal perspective, having used a lot of business banks with myself and my partner, um, you know, when we were starting up companies, when he was starting companies, uh, and operating them, uh, we felt like it was the last place that had really undergone a transformation and the place that needed it the most. So uh, we picked that as a place where we could have the largest impact uh, and, and make the biggest difference. And I guess where do, um, and this is not to disparage competition, um, but where, where do most um, business banks, I guess, fall short? Like, and I guess that's a, we can use that as a segue to talk about what Row is and, and how, you, how you fix that, I guess. Uh, absolutely. So, like most businesses are banked at the top five banks in the U.S., um, you know, B of A, Chase, Wells, uh, et cetera, a city. Um, the, um, 
and, and frankly, it's not that large a segment for them. Um, they make most of their money on consumer banking and on very large corporates. Uh, everyone in the middle is a little bit of an afterthought for them. And uh, you can see it in the product and in the service um, and in how they, they manage those customers. Um, so for us, we really just focus on one thing uh, and we try to do it exceptionally well. Uh, and that is focusing on companies that are their sort of startups um, that are you know venture backed or will be venture backed. Uh, and then um, mid-market companies that are one to 30 million in revenue. So these are companies that are too big to operate their business out of like a standard checking account. They need more than that. Um, and they're too small to like necessarily be like a really big important client to one of the big banks. Um, and we feel like they're neglected. We've certainly been them and, and we understand that the experience from the other side. Um, and we feel like we can really help them. Um, and so we come at it from both equal sides, like technology and, and service. Um, we think they need both, frankly. We don't think a technology product is, is, is enough just for them to, um, for them to operate their business. Um, and we think we try to like excel on both sides. And that's sort of how we, how we built our organization uh, is similarly where it's like equal parts finance and technology. My background was finance, my partner's background was technology. Um, and that's really in our DNA and how we like try to um, service our customers. So, so you gave examples of, of some of the um, largest banks in the US, um, the Chases, the Wells, um, but it sounds more like you're targeting uh, a customer that would bank with Silicon Valley Bank. It, are you taking aim at one or the other? Uh, we see we see customers from either side. Uh, yeah, I think a, a lot of them are a bank like Silicon Valley Bank as well. Um, Silicon Valley Bank, uh, not to pick pick them out, but they've they've done an exceptional job at certain things. Um, uh, but again, they also like aren't oriented towards that customer. That is not really where they where they make their money, and that's not where, really where they get paid. Um, so um, so yeah, like a, a lot of we've seen a lot of like customers come from Silicon Valley Bank because we offer like better experience, better better product. So what specifically do these high growth, you know, venture backed startups um, need from a bank and, and how do you provide it to them? So they need a couple of things. Um, you know, we think that they need, uh, first of all, they do need like, like best in class um, core banking, uh, checking account, cash management account. Um, they want to be paid, uh, you know, like best in class rates. Um, they want to be able to stretch the runway and be able to, um, you know, grow any excess capital that they have on their balance sheet. Um, that's sort of step one. Um, step two, we think that they need, they need a level of service where they have someone that they can talk to. Um, where they have a point of contact at the company that uh, actually knows their business and knows who they are. So they don't walk into a branch and are, you know, sort of a new customer every day. Or, um, you know, a lot of the time we would have an experience uh, with a bank, it would be, we would open an account and uh, I wouldn't hear from them until, uh, until funds were deposited. You know, let's say we did a capital raise, uh, you get a call the next day, we think, oh, hey, a couple million dollars should into, up into your account. By the way, like, can I do anything for you? Um, Let me say things. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, like, so, um, you know, we really believe in like uh, full service um, support. Um, and then the third thing is uh, in terms of building like more and more products and technology that, that help them operate their business better. And that's the ethos that we started from when we built team cards and team accounts. Um, it's really operational, um, operational tools that sit within the finance function to help companies operate more effectively and more efficiently. Um, and we think more and more the lines between finance and operations will become blurred as you have better controls and you have better visibility on spend. Um, you don't need to have this like hard segregation between one department and the other where anybody touching funds sort of sits over here and anybody operating the business sits over here. Um, it creates waste and it creates inefficiency. Um, and that's something that technology can solve. So from our perspective, um, those customers that are in, um, 
that should look to their bank to, to, to solve actual problems, uh, both financial and, and operational as it relates to funds. So, so that's a really interesting point. So can we talk about those new products? Um, I believe they're called team cards and team accounts. Um, can you take us through um, what those are and, and the problems yeah. they solve? Absolutely. Thanks. So uh, we built team cards and team accounts, um, and they're two products that work well together. Um, based on the experience of my co-founder, actually, when he was uh, chief product officer at List, which is a uh, large uh, technology company in, in Europe, um, and he really had difficulty uh, managing like his employees and, and um, partners spend, um, and they ended up just creating virtual cards uh, sort of on a ad hoc basis to kind of manage it. It was a um, little bit of a duct tape solution. It, it worked for them though. Um, mm -hmm. So we tried to formalize some of that. Um, and basically what we built was our um, teams, which you can create within your row account, uh, and then team cards, which you can attach to those, those teams. Uh, and those allow you to, uh, to manage spend on a budgeted basis. Um, teams can be anything from an actual team of people um, to a line item on your budget to uh, say, uh, like if you have a couple large clients uh, to a client account, uh, however you want to designate your business or however you want to think about your business. Um, and then cards like attached to it and flow straight through. Uh, so do ACHs, so do wires. The, uh, the, the really interesting part about it and the part that I think is, is really helpful um, for companies is um, this is a step that's outside of accounting. It actually it flows through to accounting, but um, as everybody knows, the way that like uh, entrepreneurs look at their business and the way that accountants um, look at the business are, are generally two different things. Um, and so we wanted to create this place where um, you can create sort of whatever designation you want. Uh, ultimately, it won't impact your accounting. Um, your accounting is going to be built based on gap, um, but you can see the see where money is going and how it's flowing on a real-time basis. And that's really important because um, typically, uh, if you're relying on your accountant or um, your accounting platform, your client accounting team, um, to, to see performance and to see uh, flow of funds, uh, you're typically operating with like a 45 to 60 day uh, lag in terms of like actually having true visibility. Um, and for a startup or for any like high growth company, or for really any company, um, that's, that's too late. Um, you can't make course corrections. Um, you can't uh, really make tactical changes if you're operating with two months uh, sort of a rear view. Um, so we try to make it sort of as real time as possible, um, giving more and more visibility to the way that the company is actually operating from a financial perspective. Uh, and that's sort of the inspiration that we take as we continue to build more and more products in this, in this space. So in a way, if I understand this correctly, I mean, this is the type of information I would have gotten from my ERP or an accounting package, and, and now I'm getting it from a bank. Um, do you think that's the role um, that, I guess, leading banks or new, new banks will take uh, going forward? Like, is the role of a bank changing, I guess, in, for, for a, for a commer in the commercial realm? I think to some extent, yeah, it is. Um, we, again, we work with like the ERP and with the accounting system. Um, we're never trying to, to be that or try to displace that. Um, however, uh, you know, I think that there is a place where you want to be able to have flexibility that uh, isn't necessarily going to impact uh, the way that your books are handled or treated. Um, so uh, the fact that you can have like a different designation on the say, CEO side or on the uh, CFO side um, or in just in general, like operationally from uh, the way that the accounts are treated on the ERP side is incredibly helpful for entrepreneurs um, because you no longer have to worry about like, you know, making it, doing something that might make an impact on accounting just for visibility's sake. Um, yeah, I think that in general, uh, like business banks um, uh, sh should be going this direction, should be like uh, just focusing on, um, you know, providing 
financial services like in an excellent way and then helping their customers run more efficiently. Um, I, I don't know if I wouldn't want to call it a trend because I don't see many other people doing this, but, um, but, but certainly that's our focus. And so what about connectivity? As you mentioned, I've, and I didn't mean to imply that you were replacing the ERP, but um, is, is connectivity really important now for, for you know, this, in this generation for startups, being able to connect absolutely. to all their different platforms? Mm-hmm. Uh, absolutely. I mean, I, no data, like whether it's operational or financial or revenue related, uh, should be an island. Um, things need to work well together. Um, you know, we don't intend to build, the, like rebuild the full stack of like business products. It's um, like a task that nobody can do um, but on their own. Um, so, you know, we, we believe in an ecosystem approach. Um, and we want to play our part in that ecosystem, which is like core banking, um, and and extend outside of that a little bit to just help the help people manage their finances. But ultimately, like uh, you know, we connect to um, multiple APIs. We're adding more almost every week, um, and uh, and and basically any company that if if we don't have something, companies can come to us and we, and we will build it for them uh, because we believe generally that they're if they're asking for it, there's probably other companies that need it as well. Interesting. And, and so like, you know, so a company can see within a row account, you know, their, their business performance on a cash flow basis, real time. Um, is, is the next step, I, let me ask you this. I'm not, I'm not, I don't, don't want to put words in your mouth. Um, where does automation plan or, or help our decision-making? Um, do you, do you plan to take row in that direction? Meaning it's, it's one to provide visibility, a new type of visibility. Do you plan to take it to the next level where you're, you're helping um, your customers make business decisions? Um, I, I don't think we're necessarily ever going to be in the place where we are helping them make the decision themselves per se. Um, we, we definitely want them to give them the most information possible so they can make the best informed decision with like the most up-to-date data. Um, making like like business intelligence decisions, uh, I think it's probably probably moves outside our scope a little bit. Um, but realistically, like we we just want to be able to help companies that can uh, like. Um, grow and uh, and help them with business banking. And again, I think, you know, if we step back and we think about like where we sit versus where, um, you know, the rest of the industry sits today, at least, um, you know, there's, there's such a large gap between uh, just in product and service. I think most, you know, the internet and in general um, technology products um, have moved so fast. Um, if you look at, you know, companies like Slack or HubSpot or Zendesk or um, you know, any of these like commercial uh, B2B tools, um, they're incredibly intuitive and well-built and, um, and deep. Um, and then you log into like your, uh, you know, your regular bank account, uh, one of the top five banks. Uh, and it feels like you're going back in time in a little bit. Um, so, I think from our perspective, uh, we're trying to bring that, bring that forward um, without sort of losing the, um, the human element of uh, a banking that we think is critical. So you, you mentioned in the earlier part of our conversation, um, you know, that, that these types of companies are underserved, you know, for the various reasons you just described. Um, what do they do? Uh, what have they done in the interim, you know, before Roe came around? Did they, I guess, did they have a lot of, were they were they completely underserved, or did they did they kind of have makeshift solutions? I guess to help service, find yeah. service in a way that didn't exist um, or wasn't consolidated. Uh, what we've seen on the technology side is they had they had makeshift service. Mm-hmm. Um, whether it was something that you know ultimately ended up in an Excel sheet or different vendors, some of which worked well together, some of which didn't. Um, 
and and we you know are comfortable with that too. Like we we love customers that that have you know where, where we can plug into other services that they that they use. Um, we think generally um, generally it was like something that was kind of weak on the technology side that was kind of smoothed over by service a little bit. Um, uh, you know, and so like from our perspective, like we certainly don't want to lose that. We don't want anyone to trade one for the other, but we think you deserve both. Um, and I think that's a big distinction between us and sort of other people in the space. Um, they're typically either one or the other, um, and, and you have to make a choice. Um, and uh, for companies that have, you know, employees and payroll and um, people that really depend on them to provide, um, you know, robust and stable uh, financial services, uh, that's, not a, that's not a fair choice to ask people to make, frankly. Um, I don't think that, that um, you want to have one or the other. You need both of those things. Um, and do you have, a, do you assign a relationship manager, a human being to these accounts? Yeah, we do. Um, yeah, you take us through that, what that looks like, I guess the touch points there? Uh, absolutely. So, um, I mean, we're, our team is out meeting with companies every single day. Um, when you, if you come in just through our website, uh, you will get assigned uh, a relationship manager or if you are, you know, uh, like if we come to you and we meet with you um, to discuss row, um, like that the person that is meeting with you will ultimately be your, your point of contact to the company. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, we believe in like continuity across that and ultimately allows us to help our customers do much more uh, as we introduce more and more products, especially, um, you know, we, we share them with our, our earlier clients and, um, and try to help and under, like really understand their businesses that way we can help them. Um, you know, uh, like from, you know, from cards to financing, um, like that is like all sort of within our, uh, within our remit. And, uh, you know, we really believe in like ultimately being, um, you know, as robust as any of the people like that are sort of the incumbents in our space. Um, so, you know, we expect as we move through next year, there's, there becomes really nothing that they can do that, that we can't. Um, and the only way that we can actually like access that is by, is by building relationships. Interesting. So those relationship managers both help to introduce clients to new products and new services that you guys are launching. They also do they also provide a feedback loop back to the to you guys to your business yeah. in terms of what, what their customers are needing and where they're falling down? Yeah, that's right. And that's critical. Um, I mean, we are like 100% customer centric. Um, we try not to build anything that uh, nobody would want. Um, that's a massive waste of effort. Um, and, uh, and really importantly, like we try to build things that people do want. So uh, we spend a lot of time trying to understand our customers, trying to understand like what's repeatable. And um, yeah, the, the product team and the sales team like are, you know, like sit right next to each other and are very, very close um, because that's the only way I think we can get like uh, really like fast feedback and ultimately like uh, continue to like improve its product. Sorry to keep uh, hammering away at this, but is there a special skill set, I guess, in, in a digital banking world for that guy or, or woman who's fill, filling that role? Uh, no, it's an interesting question. I mean, uh, we have a couple, I'm not sure the answer to that, I guess. <laughs> um, uh, we have different people that are like, uh, that are, have different talents. Um, you know, I think it depends on the vertical that, that you're covering. Um, you need to understand those companies. So we have, um, you know, some guys. Oh, are they structured vertically? Girls. Uh, it, it tends to happen that way, okay. uh, sort of regardless. Um, so they get industry expertise and. Exactly. Okay. Um, so like, uh, you know, I think if you're covering startups, you need to understand startup culture, right? Um, it's it's a different industry than sort of other other spaces, um, so you need to understand that culture. Um, similarly, if you're covering, um, you know, uh, 
like um, financial services companies, um, you need to understand something about how they operate. Um, mm -hmm. uh, and so like, yeah, I think that there's, there's sort of a, a context. Um, there is also just like a profile of, of the person. Um, and, and we've had like success with, with multiple different profiles. Um, uh, people that came from um, financial services or commercial banking um, are really excited to work for us because we actually give them like a modern tech platform that they can like build a bit, uh, like, build a business on um that can um ultimately like like drive like more volume more clients um and and more success and happier clients um like I, the you know we heard from like a lot of people and they came from big banks it was like, like an endless frustration um of working with with their technology and like client issues generally were, were related to technology um and then we also have people that are just um that are you know have have deep networks and uh really understand the customer um you know one of, our, one of our team members, you know, it's an entrepreneur, um, had built a company, um, understands um, that space really well, uh, understands the type of co companies around that space really well. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, um, it is a mix, um, but ultimately we look for like great people um, that, that really are customer centric and, um, you know, people that, um, that, that, you know, who their peers and their friends trust. Um, that's sort of the first step. Got it. And in terms of you, you mentioned um, your teams are out meeting with uh, with companies all the time. Uh, what? How do you attract new businesses to your platform? Like, what was the acquisition funnel look like? How, how do people hear about you? You know, where are you finding success? Yeah, I mean, it, it's uh, it's varied. Um, we have a lot of people that ju that just uh, hear about us uh, and and join us online. Um, and then we also like uh, go out to companies that we think would be great fits for Row, um, mm -hmm. and and talk to them about like where they are today and and how we can help. Um, so um, yeah, we we always love uh, you know when companies come to us, obviously. Yeah. Um, but um, but you know we think we need to be proactive in our mission and and uh, sharing that with the world. Got it. And we have time for one last question. Um, I'm curious. So you launched Team Cards and Team Accounts. Uh, you know, at least what you can share with us, what, what is the, you know, what's it left in the product pipeline? I guess, what do you, what are you most excited about for 2020? Like what, what are your big goals? Uh, yeah, I mean, we're, we have a lot to do in 2020. Yeah. So, uh, we're really excited. We're moving really fast, uh, as a company and we, um, you know, we continue to get customer insights from, from our clients, uh, or from perspective, perspective clients. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm really amazed at how quickly we can, uh, continue to like turn around, um, technology and product. It's really not, it's really credit to my partner, Alex, uh, more, like not me, but, um, uh, we continue to iterate really quickly um, to, to build around our customers. Uh, we're really excited to be able to partner with uh, more banks um, and we operate on a bank partnership model. Um, so partner with like more high quality institutions uh, across the United States to help um, to help our customers um, achieve more and, uh, and offer more and more um, products both on the deposit and on the credit side. Great, Everett, thanks for joining us on the Tearsheet Podcast. Uh, thanks, Zach. It's great speaking with you.